Well, uh, welcome, Swindlers, to Booze on First, a uh, special edition, actually. Uh, I have my little brother joining me. He'll be on the podcast uh, in the summer, but his name is McKay Giller, and he has his own podcast, or uh, gaming channel. What? It's Goose and Moose. It's Goose and Monkey Gaming. Monkey, right. Goose and Monkey. Have it subscribed on my phone, so I never look at the name of your YouTube channel. Yeah, and you see the goose first, plus yeah. two. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, we post somewhere between three and four videos a week, depending on how I'm feeling editing-wise. But um, Okay, so. that's a regular schedule. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what, just for the viewers, what's your uh, channel about? Obviously gaming, but... Uh, my girlfriend and I, we play different types of games, we have different shows. Um, I think our favorite show to do is probably Pajama Party, where we dress up in onesies and we play different games. Right now we're playing, uh, we have two series while, playing, while wearing PJs. Um, we have a series where we play Overwatch and we have a series where we play Borderlands 2. And they're pretty, um, those are pretty good. Pretty fancy. Um, they're pretty entertaining. I yeah. dress up in a Tigger um, onesie, and she has a piglet one. So, <laughs> why don't you, know. you why, why don't you have a goose and a monkey? Because they, how, you think they sell geese onesies? We <laughs> I have bet you they're up there. I bet you I could go on Amazon right now. We struggled to find a goose beanie. Uh, that took us a while at first, and then we we thought we were gonna wear them in all of our videos. That got we didn't wear them. We wore them in the introduction video, and that was it. <laughs> well, so. uh, they... Okay, it's not right when it pulls up, but I have to find it. I'll find one. All right, good luck. Yeah, I bet you they're in England, because the geese, you know, they're obsessed with geese. <laughs> yeah, tons of them in swans? Who knows? I'm not from England. I don't... <laughs> anyway. I have, I have a British friend, but I don't know. So, so you guys are probably wondering why my little brother is on here with uh, us today without um, being on the actual show and what the hell is going on. Um, well, we are... My little brother asked me a question earlier about DC, and he was like, what the... F well, he didn't say what the fuck is that, but in my mind, I read, what the fuck is that? So um, I decided that I need to train him because he has a game... You're taking a gaming class, right? Yeah, so it's it's a it's called Games One Hundred and One at NYU. It's it's like the history of games. We're on RPGs this week, so obviously we're going to talk about um, D and D. And every week we talk, we, have, we have a, we have a two hour lecture about a genre of video games or a genre of games. We've talked about sports and board games before, and then that that later that week we have a recitation where we meet and play, usually three to four games, and then write a paper about that game. But this week, because it's RPGs, we're just playing D&D. &D. Yeah, it's um, going to take that long. <laughs> so we're doing like a relatively short campaign. Nobody, in, I don't think anybody in my recitations ever played D&D &D before. It's my first time playing D&D, &D, and I volunteered to be a dungeon master. So You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> everybody, it was going to be everybody's first time, so... You know, I just, I took an L. I took an L for the team. You took an L. Uh, so, you... You know what DC is. For our viewers and our listeners, if you don't know what DC is, it is... Uh, fuck, I just completely blanked. Difficulty check. Uh, yeah, sorry. I have been drinking already. <laughs> well, that's it, the name of the game. 
Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so difficulty check. A difficulty check, you set it, or it is already set for you via a spell or various other things. Right. And the person has to roll a d20, and it has to be above whatever the DC modifier is, plus as long whatever as, skill. Well, so like, so here's the question. If it's like a DC 15, and their modifier is like 3, they can roll a 12 and still pass it, right? Yes. Um, it really, as long as the total is whatever it is. Yes. So it gets a bit complicated on what rule set you plan to follow. So normally a DM does whatever rule set, like they do a homebrew. They use the D&D rules and then they come up with their own. Right. There are some standard That's ones. Such as... That actually, that actually comes from the, the co-creators of um, D&D, one of the games... One of them, I think it, it was Gygax, he had a game that was, like, all about the rules mm-hmm. before D&D, but he's like, the, the rules don't cover anything, everything in, in for that game, so he's like, just come up with your own rules if you come up with a situation that doesn't have a rule for it, and yeah. then set it. So that's interesting that that, like, followed into D&D. There's some interesting things historically with D&D, especially because you'll see that... Uh, from the different editions as they realized, oh shit, we've been playing this game and this person came up with this really good idea, we should use that. And mm-hmm. you see it modifying, and I'm I'm interested to see what happens in 6th uh, edition, which should be coming out in a few years. No, they, they just upgraded to 5th edition, so it'll oh, take a few fun. years. Well, I mean... They come out with editions more and more often now because it's been. Well, if they're so only popular. like fifth, and it's been out since what the seventies. Yeah, so, but three point five lasted a long time. But there were a lot of issues with three point five that were f- sort of fixed in fourth edition, and they fucked some things up royally in fourth edition. So no one wanted to play it, and then they came out with fifth edition, and I'm kind of mad they got rid of some of my favorite things in D and D, like. Streetwise checks and various other things, but uh, what are your specific questions? I guess so. So in the campaign, there are these boxes of text that it says to read verbatim, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a bunch of information like, like oh, like if they ask these questions, here are the answers, or like things like that, right? Yeah. Um, how much like, I guess how much do you help them along. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, I can't hear you. Oh. Hold up. I gotta entertain people for a few seconds, because my brother's a bumbling idiot. I'm sorry, sorry. what? Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to find my Strahd book. Uh, but let me pull out my microphone, or my headphones, and say your question again. So, how much do you, like, help them along? Uh, or like, what if they what if they ask something that's not set? Such as. Well, like so, for instance, the beginning of it. Um. Um. The beginning of the campaign. Um. It's like you go to a farm, and then you there like one of the one of the kids is sick. Um. Uh and. The question is, like, you can, like, talk to people at the farm. Yeah. But, like, what if they ask a question of the people that isn't given an answer? Do I just make something up, or...? 
Well, it depends. Have you read the whole campaign? I'm, like, pretty far on the campaign. I'm at what page 10 of the Oh, it's the Heralds of Morn New Morning or something? Hold on. Ooh, that's a good the one. Dreaming Heralds. That's a... I can't find it. Um... I can't hear you anymore. You can't hear me? No, I can't. There it is. Sorry. Um, that's actually a good campaign to start off with. My favorite campaign of all time is Curse of Strahd. It was originally... Um, oh, fuck. I'm completely blanking on what the original name was. And someone will geek rage at me over it later on. <laughs> um, but... It's all good. Throw it at me. Um, so, when... When you've read through most of the campaign, you have an idea of where things are going. Right, and so like you just answer based on your knowledge? Or or you could do whatever the fuck you want. You're DM, you're God. So you want the overall goals to end up where the campaign is leading, but you can have interesting diverts. Like someone could go and ask the farmer, what street do you live on? And you have to come up with that street name. Or, right. uh, what's the name of the hardware store? And you have to come up with the name of the hardware store, and you have to come up with voices, and you have to do all these things. So it's yeah. The, the cool thing about being DM is not only do you get to create the story, but you also get to be forced into situations where you have to think on your feet. Right. You do um, have to read those things, though, if you're going to follow the campaign strictly. But some well, I, that's what I imagine we're going to do. The other question is, what kind, what information is on that board you have? You sit in front of you because I don't have the board, but like, um, I imagine that they're gonna give it to us tomorrow. Because otherwise, I'm I'm not reading the whole 111 page rule book and memorizing every rule. Let me. Um, let me show you. So. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So this is this is what it looks like. And okay. it sits like this. Right. And they basically have Pentagon. That's um, more than two and a half. Shut the That's fuck more up. than a Pentagon, Murphy. It's a square. That um, means it's half an octagon. But, I fucking hate you. So, on the <laughs> left side, it has characteristics. So, basically, you can use this side for NPC characteristics when. Um, a person asks you about the farmer, for example, you can roll a d20. So this is my critical hit d20. It'll light up when it gets a crit hit. Um, I can shake. Whoa. Yeah, got it off thinkgeek.com. Please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> and so... A one is an absent-minded, four is choose something, five is clumsy, and then it has NPC ideals. Aspiration, charity, freedom. Uh, you have NPC bonds, which are personal goal or achievement. Family members, you roll a D10 for that. D12 for flaws, um, arrogance, forbidden love, uh, overpowering greed. Usually I don't use this. It also has a name generator uh, that you can use. Which is pretty cool. Right. Is there stuff for battles? Like Yes, there is. So um let me see. So it has this side right here that's conditions. 
um, which is blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, grappled, petrified, restrained, prone, all that stuff. And what happens when someone is under exhaustion? Um, it also has, for you, your original question, setting a DC. It has the different levels. If you want it to be very easy, you set a DC of 5. Easy, Obviously. That's 10. just probability. Yeah, moderate, 15, hard, 20, very hard, 25, nearly impossible, 30. The highest... Wait, how could it be more than... I thought you just roll a d20 on a DC. You do, however, some people's skill modifier can be all the way up to 6 or 7. So if you roll high enough, you can actually beat a 30. It's nearly impossible, but the highest you can get is a skill modifier of 10. So if you were to get a, 30, a 20 and you get a... 10 right you win plus people can assist you so if someone wants to assist another person and this is something you should be able to say as a dm hey do you want to if someone rolls poorly you could be like hey i really need you to know this information as your yeah. brain collapses you can say yeah. can you assist them and they can give them uh whatever you really want to assign to the duck that's, that's, no that's better. not better. I'm just trying to <laughs> that's get out of the shot, and it's not working. And you're just moving the camera now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Whatever. Just deal with it. There's a court. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, but it has a lot of interesting stuff on it. They should be able to give it to you. Uh, you don't really need it. It's mainly it during combat. Uh, showing you what some of the disadvantages are or conditions. Yeah, I never I just use don't know. it. I, so uh, the other thing is, how does the? Could you briefly explain to me how the movement system works? What do you mean? Like, I saw this this box and it just seemed really confusing. Like, if you have to go a distance, how does that? What does that do? And how does it work? So someone can travel. Typically, uh, it's thirty <sighs> feet in any direction, uh, walking. Um, it's up to 60 feet if running, uh, but that's called a dash action. And in a dash action, they have to roll success or failure. Got it. Um, what about... Um, so if you... So like the, the, they, have, they go from a farm to like a temple? Yep. Um... um and the temple's three miles away. Mm -hmm. So how does that kind of movement work? Obviously, they're not going to sit... Because it says it would it should take two hours or something like that. I don't know if that makes sense. You can, you can skip over that whole travel time if you want. You can be like, if you guys want, we can skip over this. Or if they want to have a quick conversation about something they were discussing in the town and plan and strategize, they can do that. And then you go... Oh, and two hours go by, and suddenly you're at the temple. Yeah. Uh, that's the best way to do travel. Uh, for example, in Booze on First, we had this moment where they had to do a week's worth of traveling, and I skipped over a lot of it. They were just yeah, basically so like, bantering. Are there, like, negative effects, depending on how fast you travel and stuff like that? Mm, like, I mean, you can set yeah, some. If you travel fast? I mean, yeah. Uh, if you are traveling at breakneck speeds, you're going to get tired. Um, right. And you can have them roll at disadvantage. 
which means if they go into combat right oh, away... Oh, so they're like you, lo they have lower... Yeah, you take away two Got points it. or Got whatever it. you want. Um, um, okay, I think... I don't know what like specific questions I have because, like again, I haven't been in there. I haven't been in... Um, yeah, I just haven't I haven't done it yet. Um But I'm like I'm pretty excited to do it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's gonna be, be fun. fun. Uh a suggestion with the temple, there's traps and things, right? Oh a ton. So you can come up with a riddle, and this is a great DM trick, one of the best actually. Um you can come up with a riddle and do a rhyme, right? And then <laughs> you don't have a solution to the riddle. It's whatever suggestion they come up with that you like best. Uh, and okay. you, you seem like you're a god, and you're like, wow, that was really good planning on your part, and you never, ever tell them. You never reveal to the players that you had <laughs> well, no plan. <laughs> you just revealed to all your viewers, so... <laughs> no, uh, it's actually a classic DM trick. It's how they figured out a lot of things with uh, the Curse of Strahd. Uh, if you ever listen to Gygax uh, I lost talk you. about it. Can you hear me? Well, that's so weird. Every time like I lose you, you stop talking and then say something and then I can hear you again. Like oh. it like knows that what you just said was like a part of one phrase or something. Uh Gygax actually used that as a famous way of figuring out the curse of Strahd. Oh. Which is actually my favorite campaign. The so. one thing that I'm disappointed about DMing is that like it means that I don't get to have um, a, a player, because I've never played it before, so it means I don't get to have a player with any level. Like, I would much rather start up character, but, like, also, no one else volunteered. Like, we, we needed yeah. four volunteers, and three people had volunteered, so I was like, I'll do it. But, see, the best thing about this, though, is that you do have the opportunity to be a player character, and you have the opportunity to be a player character on a podcast. Oh, and drinks and what drives. Would that be? Yeah, I was gonna say. Is there but, a particular podcast that you might be a part of? Yeah, there might be. Uh, <laughs> fucking huh. asshole. Uh, <laughs> I let you advertise for free. So yeah, I mean, as for DMing, like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's gonna go pretty well. Do you know how combat works? I mean, I have a vague understanding, right? Like, you like. If, it, if there's a random encounter, then you um, figure out the hit points and everything, and then you do different roles, and it depends on who attacks first and stuff, and whether they can get surprised or... So, um, here's the deal. When you have a random encounter, if the people are surprised, uh, you basically you want to go, can somebody roll a perception check for me? And if they fail, they're surprised! And the combatant or the enemy gets to go first. But then you have them roll a d20. And you have them roll a d20 for what's called initiative. And initiative works basically whoever gets the highest score goes first. But in this instance, they're surprised. So the enemy go combatant goes first. And then you have them roll initiative and they get their order right. And if someone ties they have a roll-off. They each roll a d20, and whoever gets the highest number goes before. Um, but for 
Combat specifically, enemies and player characters have one standard action and one bonus action. Uh-huh. If they have a bonus action assigned in their skills sheet. So what kind of enemies do you have pre-made for you? You should have some. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. Either Kobaloids or Drow. I mean, there's a lot. So on the path to the thing, there's a lot of potential for random encounters. Yeah. Um, some of them are, so, so there's six options, you roll a d6 to see which one you get, uh, a 1d4, 1d4 wolves, briar trip, strange fetishes, which is a weird word to use in this instance, I think. Do you know what a but fetish originally is? Is it just like a, a marking or something? Uh, basically, or it, it can also be a creature in ancient lore, uh, a fetish was something that was taboo or weird. That makes the, sense. Yeah. One brown bear, one D six sturges, one D three direwolves. Those are the options. Oh Jesus! <laughs> direwolves. Now, those are just those are just the random encounters. There's like a snake you can run into at the temple, and then there's other enemies at the temple. Obviously. What's your snake voice? It doesn't have. It's, it doesn't. It's just like a. a it doesn't have lines, but. <laughs> You can always. I I had a Marilith in uh, the last couple episodes, and I had her go, "Where is Tom Riddle?" <laughs> just like to mess with the people. Wow. Um, I'm excited. I need to work on my girl voice. I think is going to be the hardest part. Okay, so I'll admit something to you and the viewers. Mary's voice. I hated it from the beginning because I sounded like. Uh, a Monty Python woman. Uh huh. And then I changed it to just giving it a little falsetto of, oh dear, whatever shall we do? It's not Monty Python. They got it hurts to do the Monty Python voice. Let's hear your girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me try it. Let me try it. I've never <laughs> tried it. I just assumed it needed work. Um, you've heard it here my first. My poor brother. <laughs> He's so sick with the poison. That's my girl. Oh my voice. god! Wait, wait, wait! I lost it. I get. I'll get to hear it on the replay. But what was that? It's. He's so sick with the poison. Oh I, I was god. thinking about doing like a southern accent, like a. I do declare. Oh dear. I do declare. You need to. You need to go get a fan before class and just like. And just all of a sudden, whip it out, and nobody expects yeah, it. Yeah. You. You want some sweet tea? <laughs> yeah, I have some sweet He's... Georgia peaches. Yeah, I'm pretty. It, it'll, you want I'm some excited. popsicles? Yeah. What time is it? Oh my god, I gotta. Yeah, I have sorry. To uh, I would be interested after your experience tomorrow night to finish up this video with uh, how you did and what your thoughts were on it and what yeah. your specific questions are after that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. It's definitely a check off my bucket list, you know. Yeah. Playing D and D. Well, this summer you'll be joining us on Booze and First and Drinks and Droids. Uh, if you want to follow my little brother, which you should, because he's awesome, uh, and I love his game. Thank you. So I have it on notification and watch it every time it comes up. Uh, he can be found at Goose and Monkey Gaming. Sorry. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. We're, again, we post videos. We definitely post videos every Wednesday and Friday, and then 
sometimes we we plan to post them on Sundays and Mondays too, but sometimes you know I only post one of those two, yeah. uh, and they go up at six thirty Eastern time every day. Awesome. Every one of those days. Uh, yeah. That's three thirty here on Pacific time and something in the middle. <laughs> yeah. For all the other states. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, for listening and you'll hear more from my little brother uh again when he after he's done his dming thing and has specific questions but keep on swindling guys bye uh